Good morning, friends. Welcome to the Feast of Christ the King. This is possibly the second most dreaded feast day to preach after Trinity Sunday. Christ the King Sunday was first invented by Pope Pius XI in 1926 for the purpose of tormenting student preachers. <laughs> it was actually added for a couple of different reasons, uh, not to torment student preachers. So one reason, which is the kind of nice one that's in the bulletin, is that Pope Pius thought society was getting too secular. People were going their own ways. It was a godless age, and folks needed to be reminded of the authority of Jesus in their lives. The second reason was that he, as pope, was in an argument with the Italian government about some land, and the church wanted to keep control of this land. So adding Christ the King Sunday was a reminder of Christ's earthly authority embodied in the pope to claim that land. So this feast day is really a day that's about power. And maybe you can see my discomfort with preaching Christ the King Sunday. I have a lot of questions about this day. Why are we even celebrating this in a Protestant church? And why are we celebrating this in a country that values the separation of church and state? A country that was founded on rejecting kings? We all watched Hamilton now that it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we don't really want to be that guy, the king who just wants to claim things and wants to own more things. Um, so what does Christ the King Sunday say about what we think about power? What does it say that we call Christ a king? Is this an imperialist feast day in the church? What does this as a holy day say about how we think power works? So thank you, Chris, for assigning me this, uh, the seminarian, Christ the King Sunday. This feast day is a hot mess, so we'll do what we can with it. <laughs> uh, once I spent some time, though, with today's scripture readings, I found it in my heart to forgive Chris for assigning me Christ the King Sunday. Um, between the election and my own work in my community, I've been thinking about power a lot lately. And when I read today's scriptures, I found I think they have something pretty vital to say to us about how God's power works and how our, how our power works in relation to that. So if we think about Christ as king, what does that mean for our power as well? In the story from the prophet Ezekiel, God claims the role of shepherd to the people as a different kind of exercise of power. The language here sounds a lot like Psalm 23, a lot like today's psalm, a lot like uh, the language of Jesus as the good shepherd, where God is going to lead the people in green pastures, God is going to show the people the way to the good water, God is going to take care of the sick and the weak in the flock. But then it takes a little bit of a turn from that. God is not only going to take care of the sheep, but God is going to judge the sheep. God is going to judge between some sheep and others. And it turns out that some of the sheep have been harming others. Some of the sheep have used way more resources than they needed. Some of the sheep have used their weight and their strength and their power to push others around. 
So this means that if God is going to be a good shepherd to all of the sheep, and not just the few who can get their way anyway, if God is going to be a good shepherd to all of the sheep, then God needs to deal with the harm that's been done, and God has the power to do that. When we turn to our gospel reading, the Son of Man, that's one of Jesus' names for himself, is the shepherd and the king and the judge. So in some ways, this is a similar role to what God is doing in Ezekiel. So he's on a throne, and he's sorting sheep and goats. And he's judging them by how they've treated each other. Again, the way that God does in the Ezekiel passage. But there's a new layer here. So not only is he judging between them according to how they've treated each other, but how they've treated each other is also how they've treated Jesus in this story. So it's how they have treated the shepherd and the king. The people who didn't feed hungry neighbors find out that they left Jesus hungry. The people who did invite strangers to come in find out that they invited Jesus to come in. They invited their shepherd and their king. If we look at the stories both together, there's a kind of layering, a kind of repetition at different levels going on. There's a fluidity between the shepherds and the sheep. The sheep in Ezekiel are also shepherds in a sense. So Ezekiel, in other places, really likes to critique the leaders of the people, and he'll call them bad shepherds. And so these bad shepherds, who are the political leaders who are not doing their responsibility, are uh, critiqued in language that's really the same as the pushy sheep in this passage. So there's an overlap there. The bad shepherds and the pushy sheep are referring to the same people. And then in the Gospel story, Jesus is the shepherd who is sorting the goats and the sheep on both sides of him. But Jesus is also the hungry person who needs care. Jesus is also like the little lost sheep that needs looking after. And the people being judged in this story, they are sheep who need shepherding. They're being put to the right and the left as sheep and goats. Um, Jesus is ruling over them and guiding them as their shepherd. But at the same time as their sheep, Jesus is asking them to do shepherdish work. Like God, the good shepherd in Ezekiel, they're supposed to find food and drink and shelter for others. They're supposed to do that kind of care that good shepherds do, and that's what they're being judged on. So they're both sheep and shepherds. And Jesus is both a sheep and a shepherd, and the sheep in Ezekiel are both at the same time. So this layering pattern of sheep and shepherds in the stories, thinking of Adrienne Marie Brown about fractals. So stick with me on this one. It's going somewhere, I promise. So in a book called Emergent Strategy, Brown writes about fractals in leadership structures. A fractal is a pattern that is self-similar at different scales. So broccoli is a good example. If you take a little tiny piece of broccoli, it's a little tiny tree shape that looks pretty similar to if you look at the whole clump of broccoli. 
Uh, a fern is also a good example. So if you take one of the little leaflets, it looks a lot like the whole blade of the fern. And then if you look even closer uh, at the little feathering off of that tiny leaflet, it also looks like the same shape. Snowflakes are another fractal. They're these shapes where you can keep zooming in and out and you see shapes that look alike. So Brown's point about fractals in leadership is that big and small patterns interact across scale. So what the person in charge does kind of trickles down uh, in complicated ways to other people. And then at the same time, what the people on the underside do can have more of an impact than you think on the whole pattern because it's all connected in this fractal pattern. So to bring that home to this feast day, Christ's kingship, Christ's shepherding, Christ's leadership sets a pattern. And we get to be part of that same pattern. How we use resources is part of the pattern. How we tip delivery drivers is part of the pattern. How we vote is part of the pattern. How we make up with a loved one after an argument is part of the pattern. How we protect each other from the virus is part of the pattern too. And in this fractal pattern, we are all connected. Whatever we do ripples through the whole thing. We're both sheep and shepherds. And doing the right thing matters to the whole pattern. But it's also not something we just have to work hard enough to do because we are connected. We're connected with Jesus shepherding. We're connected with the ones that we care for, the ones we act as shepherds to. We're connected with the ones that care for us. And on and on throughout the whole creation, we're connected in this pattern that Christ sets for us. And we can learn more deeply how we're part of the pattern that God is making. And we can lean on God as God feeds us and leads us and shepherds us, even as God also calls us to join in the work of shepherding. We can see Christ's kingship and our own power to do good as connected in a moving pattern together. When we do that, we move toward a more nuanced understanding of the kind of kingship, the kind of power that Christ has. Christ's kingship is not some kind of cosmic imperialism. Christ's shepherding, Christ's leadership is with us and within us. God's judgment is not just a show of force for its own sake, though it is forceful, but it's about taking care of all the creatures, not just the ones who are already powerful. God's power is not about pushing and shoving and grasping to have more. It's about making sure that everyone has enough. This shift in thinking about power reminds me of when I took a class on public organizing a couple of years ago. The leaders told us we were going to learn how to build power. And several of us good Christian people were a little bit nervous about that. We wondered, aren't we supposed to be selfless and gentle? Aren't we supposed to give away power and act in love? But as the course went on, we learned that building power doesn't have to be about dominating others. Power can come through recognizing our connectedness. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote this, power properly understood is the ability to achieve purpose. 
In this sense, power is not only desirable, but necessary in order to implement the demands of love and justice. This is the kind of power we see when God the shepherd judges between sheep and sheep in Ezekiel. This is the kind of power we see when Christ the king judges the nations in Matthew. And this is also the kind of power we see when we practice love and justice in everyday decisions. Our lives are part of the pattern that God is making. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. And God, at the same time, invites us to join in the work of shepherding. God invites us into a fractal pattern where kingly power meets the demands of love and justice. Amen.